Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Mystery Bible as we continue to study the life of Abraham, the father of faith. We are learning a lot that the Bible does not talk about utilizing the book of Yasher, uh, Jubilee, and other sources that are out there to give us a fuller picture as to what was taking place at the time uh, of Abraham's life and at a specific moment. We have been looking at um, uh, Gomorrah, but I'm go- I'm going to finish up with Gomorrah some more because there's so much about this place that when we read it in the Bible, we think, we don't know precisely what they have done and what why God did what He did. But when you look at the other sources and you get a picture of the corruptness in this town, these people were amazing. Uh, we are going to look a little closer into the book of Yasher, and uh, we are going to uh, continue to study. And um, I know last week uh, what we did, we just basically um, had stopped at the head rods um, situation, but there's more. And I want to bring that picture to you so that you can truly get a picture as to why God said enough and this cities and the surrounding cities were destroyed by uh, brimstone, fire and brimstone. And it is believed by science, as I've mentioned many times, that that was a comet that broke up as it entered into the Earth atmosphere and destroyed um, Sodom and Gomorrah and the, the area around there. We talked about how beautiful this place was. We talked about how corrupt, uh, we've been talking about how corrupt it is. And we will see a little more of this corruptness because Eliezer came there. It is not documented in the Bible that he came. Actually, he came on behest of uh, Sarah. She wanted to find out how Lot and his family was doing. And he came into this, um, into Sodom and Gomorrah in that area. And they took him to court. And the way he um, got out of the situation was really beautiful. It's just a man of wisdom. So we will be right back after this message and we will continue the study of Sodom and Gomorrah and why they got destroyed. And then we are going to move on into the life of Abraham because there's a couple of incidents happened. Uh, he's still 99. He's going to get to 100 and 100 years is when um, uh, the promised son was born and we're going to talk about that I'm not sure if it'll be in this podcast but we will um, have a conversation about that but we'll be right back after this Welcome 
Welcome back to Mystery Bible. We have been uh, looking at Abraham's life. We just uh, finished up on the study or the other information about um, about uh, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah. And so we want to go back now and start focusing about on Abraham's life. Abraham uh, is now in Canaan for about 25 years. He's been here. And he decides to move uh, from uh, this uh, area and, you know, understandably, uh, because it was destroyed in from the incident with uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah being uh, the fire and brimstone, as I mentioned to you, it is be- be- believed to be um, uh, a comet that broke up and decimated the area. So Abraham begins to, um, after this, uh, looking at that area, I'm sure that um, he felt it was time to leave. And so he decides to go back into uh, the area that he has been traveling to back and forth. And he's going back into um, um, the Philistine area. And we are going to take a look at uh, verses uh, chapter 20. In the Bible, as I mentioned, the Bible is my, um, it's where I go to grab all of the information uh, initially, and then we branch off to get additional information to make the picture more clear to us. So that Abraham, and now he's in, he moves to um, uh, to Gera in uh, area of the Philistines and um, after the destruction. So here we go. We're going to read 21 because there's a lot that happened between within this story that the Bible does not go into as to um, the relationship between Abraham and Abimelech. And Abraham uh, journeyed from thence towards the south country and dwelt between Kardash and Shur and sojourned in Gara. And Abraham said, of a, uh, Sarah, his wife. She is my sister, and Abimelech, king of uh, Gara, sent and took Sarah. We've seen this before, um, and uh, every time we saw this, we see that the release of the blessing would um, would work, even after this man and his sister. They're not really, uh, they're half-sisters and so forth, so they're not lying, but they are lying, um, as they say. Lie is a lie, guys. Uh, there's no such thing as a white lie, black lie. A lie is a lie. And it's uh, in God's eyes, it's just as dangerous as any other thing. But yet, God's mercy um, is seen within this man and this woman. So let's go and take a look at, at this story. But God came to Abimelech in the dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken from for she is a man's wife. And Abimelech had uh, not come near her, and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said uh, he unto me, she is my sister, and she even, she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hand have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know thou hast, thou didst this in the integrity of thine heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, 
suffer I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for you, and thou shall live. And if you restore her not, uh, know that you shall surely die, you and all that are yours. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all of his servants and told all of these things in their ears, and the men were sore afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offend? And why have I offended you? And uh, that thou brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin. Thou hast done these unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, Why sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Behold, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And we know uh, from our studies that Sarah was such a beautiful woman that um, uh, all of the kingdoms and the places that he went to, um, especially in Egypt, he had to deal with this situation. And it says, and it continues, and yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, This is thy kindness which thou showest unto me at every place where we come. Say to me, He is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servant and women servant and gave unto Abraham and restored uh his his wife Sarah to him. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee, dwell here, in um, it pleases thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of sil- uh, silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with you and with all others. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his handmaids, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah's, Abraham's wife. So we see that uh, as a result of this lie um, that uh, or half truth, as they say, we see that she is his sister, and he explained to Abimelech how they came up with this uh, story and um, uh, how things came about and why things came about. But as we get a backstory into this thing, there was a lot more that took place because, as you'll see, that there was an angel of God went around killing people as a result of this and um, uh, the, uh, the the place was fearful as a result of what was going on so they were glad to get rid of um, of, of them both but let's go into um, we're going to read uh, Jasher the book of Yasher and see the behind the stories as I mentioned to you and at the time of Abraham journey from the plain of Memar 
and he went into the land of the Philistine and he dwelt in Gerar. It was uh, 25 years of Abraham being in the land of Canaan and a hundred years of uh, Abraham. He was now a hundred years old. He came to Gerar in the land of the Philistine. Um, and as we'll see that this is the time that they remember the appointed time God said he would return back to to uh, to them to have the child. So let's go on. Verse 2 says, And when they entered into land, uh, he said to Sarah, his wife, said that thou art my sister, and so forth. So we see that the lie, the lie uh, took place and that um, Abraham and Sarah uh, did what they did. And, um, and so the king saw her, uh, his men saw her, and because of her beauty, they brought her to him. And... Um, so Abimelech's officers um, saw her and brought her to the king. And Sarah came to the house of Abimelech, Abimelech, and the king saw that Sarah was beautiful, and she pleased him exceedingly. And he approached her and said to her, What is, what is that man to thee with whom thou didst come to our land? And Sarah answered and said unto him, He is my brother. And we came from the land of Canaan to dwell where, wherever we could find a place. And Abimelech said to Sarah, Behold, my land is before thee. Place thy brother in any part of this land that pleases you, and it will be our duty to exalt and, and elevate him above all the people of the land, since he is your brother. And Abimelech sent for Abraham, and Abraham came to Abimelech. And Abimelech said to Abraham, Behold, I have given orders that thou shalt be honored as thou desirest on account of your sister Sarah. And Abraham, Abraham went forth from the king, and the king's presence followed him. At the evening time, before men lay down to rest, the king was sitting upon his throne, and a deep sleep fell upon him, and he laid upon the throne and fell asleep until the morning. And he dreamed that an angel of the Lord came to him and drew a sword in his hand. And the angel stood before Abimelech and, and wished to slay him with the sword. And the king was terrified in his dream and said to the angel, In what have I sinned against thee that thou comest to slay me with thy sword? thy sword. And the angel answered and said unto Abimelech, Behold, thou diest on account of the woman which thou didst yesterday night bring to thy house for she is a married woman the wife of abraham he came to your house now therefore return that man his wife for she is his wife and shouldest thou and shouldest not return her know that thou wilt surely die thou and all belonging to you and on the night there was a great outcry in the land of the Philistine. And this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Here's the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on um, as a result of this lie and uh, this incident. And a, a night there was a great outcry in the land of the Philistine, and the inhabitants of the land saw the figure of a man standing in a, with a drawn sword in his hand, and he smote the inhabitants of the land with the sword. Yea, he continued to smite them. And the angel of the Lord smote the whole land of the Philistine on that night. And there was a great confusion on that night and on all of the following morning. And every womb was closed, and all their issues, and the hand of the Lord was upon them on account of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, whom Abimelech had taken. 
And in the morning, Abimelech rose with terror and confusion and with a great dread. And he sent and had his servants call. And he related to, uh, to them his dream. And the people were greatly afraid. And one man standing amongst the servants of the king answered the king, saying, O sovereign king, restore this woman to her husband, for she, for he is her husband. For the like happened to the king of Egypt when this man came to Egypt. And see, this is again, I told you, this happened before. And there was someone in the court that recognized them and knew of this uh, story before. And he said, this happened before. Get them out. And he said concerning his wife, she is my sister, for such is the manner of doing when he cometh to dwell in the land in which he is a stranger. So this this servant is rehashing the story to him. And Pharaoh sent and took his wife, uh, his woman for a wife, and the Lord brought upon him grievous plagues until he returned the woman to her husband. Now, therefore, O sovereign king, know what happened yesterday night to the whole land, where there was a very great uh, <laughs> um, uh, pain and lamentation. Um, and we know that it was an account of this woman which thou did take. Now, therefore, restore this woman to her husband, lest it should fall, it should befall us as it did the Pharaoh king of Egypt and his subjects and that we may not die. And Abimelech hastened and called, and had Sarah called, for she came before him. And he and Ab- had Abraham called also, and they came before him. And Abimelech said to them, What is this work you have done, you have been doing, in saying, You are my brother and my sister, and I took this woman for a wife? And Abraham said, Behold, because I thought I should suffer death on account of my wife, and Abimelech took flocks and herds of men, servants and maidservants, and thousand pieces of silver, and he gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah to him. So we see that um, this blessing that I keep telling you guys, and I'm not studying it yet, um, I'm going to get there. But uh, every Christian, the Bible tells us this is, we are to partake in that. And uh, I, as uh, when I'm going to bring that to, to study is when I want to bring it when uh, uh, in the incident with uh, um, uh, Jacob and Esau and so forth. But at that, when that blessing was released by faith and as a result, Esau um, uh, and his brother uh, relationship severed but in time I will get to there but we are seeing that this man is being blessed as a result and Abimelech said to Abraham behold the whole land is before thee dwell in it wherever thou choose and Abraham and Sarah his wife went forth from the king's presence with honor and respect and they dwelt in the land even in Gara. And all the inhabitants of the land of the Philistine and the king's servants were still in pain through the plague which the angel had inflicted upon them a whole night on account of Sarah. And Abimelech sent for Abraham, saying, Pray now for thy servant to the Lord thy God, that he may put away this mortality from amongst us. Um, and Abraham prayed on account of Abimelech his, and his subject, and the Lord heard the prayer of Abraham 
and he healed Abimelech and all of his subjects. And the Bible goes into what he healed them of. There were um, all kinds of, uh, uh, there were, the women were barren and all of the different things as a result of this encounter. So we see that um, here they are, they are away from what happened in with the area with Sodom and Gomorrah. They came to to uh, back to Egypt, the um, land of the Philistine. A servant was there that uh, remembered or uh, knew of what happened before with uh, the first Pharaoh, and we studied that. So in the next episode, what we're going to do is pick up, because this is where uh, Sarah gets uh, pregnant, um, and uh, we are going to trace how they did it so that you and I can get our promise. I actually wrote a book called The Blueprint of Faith, and it is actually based on this incident with Sarah and uh, Abraham, how they obtained their promise. And when we get back um, in the next episode, we're going to read their story. We're going to read how it came about. And then what we're going to do, we're going to take a sidebar. And the sidebar, you and I are going, I'm going to walk you through the steps or the process by which they gained their um their uh, promise as God. And so as you and I follow this pattern, uh, that you and I will also receive our promise that we get. So I want to thank you for coming by and visiting me and just entertaining uh, me by being a listener and subscribers. I thank you to all those that are supporting me. And again, I tell you, this is to help me with the studying and buying books for I do buy a lot of those books and so forth so that I can bring a better picture to you guys. But um, it's also helping me um, personally as well. Uh, and I thank you so much uh, for it. And I cannot, I pray for you guys every day. I pray uh, as Paul pray for the Ephesians uh, church and um, I continue to pray and, and ask God to do the same for you all uh, because you guys are, um, are mean a lot to me uh, and this is Paul's prayer and I pray this for you every morning then I get to God um, when I get to my prayer time Ephesians 1 uh, 17 through 18 I keep asking uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the, the riches of his glory, inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that the power that is same mighty strength he might exert when he raised Christ from the dead. That same power is what I'm praying that will be in your life, the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and so I come every morning before God and I lift up all my subscribers, all those that are listening to this podcast because you mean that much to me. And I want you guys to get to know God want you to get to know my Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the power that uh, guides my life. And so I thank you so much for all your support. And 
I ask that you bring people, subscribe, and uh, let people know about us. Thank you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Uh, we are continuing our study in the life of Abraham. What we're looking at, as I mentioned in the out- onset, we're looking at the us- outskirt as to what's happening around. We started looking at um, Sodom and Gomorrah because I know as a, um, a Christian for years, you just read that they were destroyed, but never really go in. They just focus on one aspect of it and uh, in Christian teaching, and that was the fact about homosexuality and so forth. But there was a lot more going on with this culture that um, God uh, eventually had to judge it. And so I wanted to continue on that. We, we went over the story about Hadad's um, uh, encounter with them. But in the book of Jasher goes into a lot more um, in 19. So we're going to continue chapter 19. And in the cities of, because actually, let me give you some background. Abraham know, knew about this city because um, uh, um, Eliezer was in this city and he had a, an incident. Um, he was beckoned by Sarah to go and check on Lot and his family. And he had a run-in with them. So Abraham knew of what was happening in this city, and yet he still prayed for them. So this is really an incredible uh, individual. Um, so let's go into 19 and see. And the cities of Sodom had four judges um, to the four cities, and they and these were their name. Um, Sirach in the city of Sodom, Sadka in Gomorrah, Zebnak in Admar and Menmon in Zebuin. So these were the four judges, right, that they had in place. And Eliezer, Abraham's servant, applied to them different names, and he converted um, uh, Sirach to Sakara and Sedrak to Sedruka and Zebak to Zeb, uh, Kizabin and Menmon to Madzel. Them. Let me explain to you why he did that. He changed all of them based on his encounter with them. And um, he changed his name from uh, in, in Setkara in Gomorrah, Zedbak in Admir, and Menmon in Zeblin. Eliezer, uh, um, he changed their name. And the name, uh, the first name is uh, that he changed is uh, Sakara to Sakara and means liar. The second uh, name he changed is Sakarua, which means uh, um, deceiver. And the third is Kazbin, uh, which means falsifier. And the fourth is uh, Meslemdim, which means perverter. He perverted, he was called a perverter of judgment. And so this is uh, based on his encounter with these judges that he had. Um, and uh, so uh, as the story goes that um, when you came into this uh, place and if you were tall 
they put beds in 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 the uh, in the common area and when you came into the city if you were tall and short short it uh, they treated you accordingly so let's continue reading and the reason why he had changed their name we see and and by desire of their four judges the people of Sodom and Gomorrah had beds erected in the streets of the city and if any man if a man came to these places they laid him hold of the man and brought him to one of the their beds and by force made him to lie in the bed and as he lay down three men would stand at his head and three at his feet and they measured him by the length of the bed and if the man was less than the bed these six men would stretch him at each end and when he cried out to them they would not answer him and if he was longer than the bed they would draw together uh, the two sides of the bed at each end until the man reaches the gates of death so these guys were absolutely cruel in how they um, they treated people uh, um, as i mentioned when these three men would stand at the feet and one at the head of the bed and um, they if they will actually try to to uh, stretch that man they would pull at his limbs until he he, he you know he's crying and and uh, until they feel you know to get to the length of the bed if he is too long uh, if he's too tall uh, what they do is, as i said that they um, they try to jam this the the tall man uh, to combine until the victim is at the verge of death and so they uh, this is why people were crying out to God because of all of this stuff there's a lot more that we're going to go into as well and um, uh, these this group of people what they did uh, they actually it is uh, believe that they um, had uh, flooded their area so that there were uh, the highways and the roads would not be seen but let's continue anyway and um, uh, and if he was longer in the bed is they uh, it says that they would draw together the two sides of the bed at each end until the man had reached the gates of death and if he continued to cry out to them they would answer him saying thus shall it be done to a man that comes into our land and when men heard all these things that the people of the city of Sodom did they refrain from coming and so again these guys i have i've never known all of these different things uh that they did you know um these men everyone would try their best to um not to enter this gate uh because as they they um they enter there is surely not going to make it out um they said that they believe as i mentioned they believe that they flooded all the highways with water so that the roads of the city were were destroyed and that no one can come their way but whoever uh came in there they said these these people were were uh, they hated they envied the birds and everything they actually ate the birds out to extinction um all of these things that these people did in uh Sodom and Gomorrah so again as i mentioned there's a lot more going on here than what is covered with um within Genesis so as we continue we'll see 
the picture as to how corrupt these people were. And when a poor man came to their land, they would give him silver and gold and cause a proclamation in the whole city not to give him a morsel of bread to eat. And if a stranger should refrain there some days and die from hunger, not having been able to obtain a morsel of bread, then at his death, all the people of the city would come and take their silver and gold which they had given to him. So they marked their gold and their silver so that uh, they starved this person to give him all the wealth and um, uh, they kept him there and they put out a declaration that no one should feed him. So um, once he died, then they would um, take their gold and whatever he had, they would, uh, they would split up. And so, um, and those that could recognize the silver and gold which they had given him took it back. And at his death, they also stripped him of his garments and they would fight about them. And he that prevailed over his neighbor took them. They would, after that, carry him to a and bury him under some of the shrubs in the desert. So they did not. So they did this all the days to anyone who comes to them. And so this is this place that is called Sodom. And we see that it is a lot more, as I mentioned, that are going on in the corruptness of these people. And so let's go and take a look and see that Sarah now, Sarah, um, in the course of time. But let me go back a little. Yeah, um, I mentioned to you this um, part about... Uh, um, a lot and his he had a daughter and a daughter of his um, broke the law and we'll talk about her later and as a result of her breaking the law they actually killed her and so a uh, lot uh, paid a price for living in this city but again remember I mentioned to you he had turned his back on God and he um, he had came in to live to this city and he was a part of the city and their in their leadership and all of that stuff, kind of stuff and so let's uh, let me take you to when um, uh, in the course of time Sarah sent Eliezer to Sodom to see uh, Lot and inquire after his welfare and Eliezer went to Sodom and he met a man of Sodom fighting with a stranger and the man of Sodom stripped the poor man of all of his clothes and went away. And this poor man cried to Eliezer and supplicated uh, his favor on account of what the man of Sodom had done to him. And he said to him, why did you act thus to this poor man who came to thy land? And the man of Sodom answered Eliezer saying, is this man your brother? Or have the people of Sodom made thee a judge this day, that thou speakest about this man? And, El- and Eliezer uh, strove with the man of Sodom on account of the poor man. And when Eliezer approached to recover the, man's, the poor man's clothes from the man of Sodom, he hastened with a stone, smote Eliezer in the forehead, and the blood flowed um, from Eliezer's head. And when the man saw the blood, he caught hold of Eliezer, saying, Give me my hire for having rid thee of this bad blood that was in your forehead, for such is the custom of the law in our land. And Eliezer said to him, Thou 
um, has wounded me and requires me to pay you thy hire. And Eliezer would not hearken to the word of the man of Sodom. And the man laid hold of Eliezer and brought him uh, to the judge, uh, Sakara, the judge of Sodom, for judgment. And when the man spoke to the judge, saying, I beseech thee, my Lord, thus has this man done. For I smote him with a stone that the blood flowed from his forehead, and he is unwilling to give me my hire. And the judge said to Eleazar, This man speaketh truth to thee. Give him his hire, for this is the custom in our land. And Eleazar heard the word of the judge, and he lifted up a stone and smote the judge, and uh, with the stone struck on his forehead, and the blood flowed uh, from the head of the uh, judge. And Eleazar said, if this, if this then is the custom, in your land give you unto this man what should i have given him for um for his uh decision and thou decree it and eliezer left and the man of sodom with the judge and he went away so the wisdom of eliezer is seen in uh this act that he did um he actually threw a rock to the uh, judge's head as we read and he said to him hey uh, pay him whatever i was i owe him and um you know he left him and so that is absolutely uh wisdom how many of us would have thought of that um you know and uh so uh, Eliezer said in, in verse 21, and the judge said to Eliezer, this man speaking the truth, as I mentioned to you. And so Eliezer threw the rock, he left. And when the kings of Elam had made war with the kings of Sodom and the kings of Elam captured the, uh, all the poverty, property of Sodom, and they took Lot's captive with his uh, property. And when it was told Abraham, he went and made war with the kings. And this is what you remember in, in the early part of um, when uh, um, when uh, um, Abraham or Abram took the man and he went and he uh, uh, rescued Lot and so forth. So Lot had a daughter there. And as I mentioned to you, the custom of Sodom was that um, if you give any man any bread or anything, uh, you will die. You're not supposed to feed him. And one day this poor man came into the city and uh, they had uh, did what was done. They gave him all the wealth. And uh, but um, it said that uh, um, Lot's daughter, Polethia, the daughter of Lot saw the man laying in the street, starving with hunger, and no one would give him things to keep him alive. And he was just upon um, upon the point of death. And her soul was filled with pity uh, on account of the man. And she fed him secretly with bread for many days. And the soul of this man was revived. For when she went forth to fetch water, she would put the bread in the water pitcher. And when she came to the place where the poor man was, she would take the bread from the pitcher and give it to him to eat. So did she many days. And all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah wondered, how this man could bear starvation for so many days? And they said to each other, this can only be that he eats and drink, for no man can bear starvation for so many days 
or live as this man has without even his countenance changing. And three men concealed themselves in a place where the poor man was stationed to know who it was that brought him bread to eat. And we know as her custom when she came and uh, they saw her, the three men saw her and they saw what she did. And it said that um, they then, after they saw her, it says, and the three men went out of the place when they had concealed and they seized her and the bread and which was the poor man's hand. And they took her and brought her before their judges. And they said to them, thus did she do. And it is she who supplied the poor man with bread. Therefore, he not he, he did not die at the time. Now, therefore, declare to us the punishment due to this woman for having transgressed our law. And the people of Sodom and Gomorrah assembled and kindled a fire in the street of the city, and they took the woman and cast her into the fire, and she was burned to ashes. And in the city of Admar, there were there was a woman to whom they did the like. So they have done this before, guys. We see that they are doing this to people. Um, uh, uh, Lot's daughter wasn't the only one. Uh, we see that also they, they did the same thing to another woman. And this is the behavior, and it continues to how these men behaved. And uh, eventually, as I mentioned to you, uh, God, God has to come. And he judges them. And so he, uh, when Lot leaves, we know the story of um, Lot's wife uh, becoming a pillar of salt. But we don't know why. I've heard all kinds of um, service and sermons about the fact that her heart was there and all of those things. And uh, But this book goes into why her heart was there. So let's take a look and see why her heart was there as um, as uh, the angels came to them, the two witnesses came, the two men, sorry, two men that came to judge. Um, they said, um, and he said that they will leave. And the angels laid hold of Lot, the hand of Lot and upon his wife and upon the hands of his children and all belonging to them. And they brought him forth and set him uh, at the city. And they said, Lot, uh, to Lot escaped for thy life, and he fled, and all belonging to him. Then the Lord rains upon Sodom and Gomorrah, and all these cities brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And I told you guys about that. It's believed that a comet was broken up, and thus caused all the fire and brimstone as it fell uh, on that area and he overthrew the cities all the plains of the inhabitants in the city and that which grew upon the ground and Ador the wife of Lot looked back to see the destruction of the city for her compassion was moved on account of her daughters who remained in Sodom for they did not go with her so we know then that the couple of other daughters that he had that Lot had other than these two and other than the one that was uh, had died, that he had family there. And because of their family choice in staying there, it tells us that the wife had compassion. She was concerned about her children. And because of that, uh, the Bible tells us uh, that she became a pillar of sort because the order was that 
go, run, do not look back. And even in that sense, they uh, disobeyed the, uh, the word of God. And as a result, she turned into a pillar of salt. So that's where what happened to her. Um, and as a result, I wanted to take you guys and let you know that um, as a result of this, we know that uh, Lot and his daughters, uh, they stayed in a cave and they actually thought when they came out and they saw the destruction, they actually thought that um, the whole world had destroyed and the whole place was that way. And because of that, they came up with a scheme to get her, their fathers uh, drunk. These two daughters came up with a scheme to get him drunk, and which they did. And the first, the eldest, got him drunk the first night, and she gave son birth uh, to a son. She got pregnant, give, and she called him Moab. And we know that um, uh, he is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger called her son Beniam Ben Amin, and he is the children of the Ammons unto this day. So that's where the descendants of um, her uh, lot uh, came into play and how they are today. What we'll do is take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, that is the completion of uh, our talk about um, Sodom and Gomorrah and the plains that is around there and the reason as to why um, God judged this. When we come back, we're going to pick up with um, Abraham again and then we will continue the study of his life. We'll be right back after this. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. Search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. 